Welcome to Gapology Radio with your hosts, Mark Tinas and Brian Brockhoff. This is your leadership development podcast where they share unique insights with the purpose of helping leaders achieve their greatest potential. You can learn more by reading their books, Gapology, Imbar, and Speed of Purpose, or by participating in one of their workshops. All of this and more can be found on their website, gapology.org. Everybody, welcome to Gapology Radio. We talk primarily about Gapology on the show and speed of purpose a bit as well, but I'd also like to remind you about our other book, Imbar. That's I-M-B-A-R. If you're struggling to achieve the results that you're seeking, check this book out. The key could be in a misalignment of your identity and mindset. Imbar teaches how your identity drives mindset. Mindset drives behavior. Behavior drives the action that happens around you, and that action ultimately drives your results. We lay out methods to clarify your current state, define your future state, and then construct a plan to get there. If you feel out of sync with your goals, order your copy today. I also wanted to mention Imbar because it ties into our podcast today and my amazing guest. So let's go ahead and start the show. Hey everybody, today's a very special day for me. I've been looking forward to this for a very, very long time, almost since we started this podcast. We are extremely blessed to have the amazing Coach Cabrina McLean on the show today. So welcome, Cabrina. Oh, man. Thank you. Um, I'm glad to be here, Brian. I've been waiting forever uh, to connect with you uh, with this podcast. So thanks for having me. Yeah, one of my favorite people of all time. And uh, for those of you who have yet to experience, Cabrina, I must say, well, and, and I have to say experience because really no one ever just meets Cabrina. Uh, you really experience her, her light, oh. her passion. I'll never forget the first time that that I saw you in a meeting and I was instantly drawn to, to your energy. I, I thought that was fantastic. And uh, she really will completely transform the way that you forever see the world if you ever do meet her. Um, and uh, for those of you who have yet to experience her. She's an executive coach and an author of two best-selling books, How to Foresee Positive Change in Your Life. And that's foresee with the number four and the letter C. I love that. And uh, her other book is The Face of Adversity. And both of these are available right now on amazon.com. And I definitely recommend that you pick them up today. So go there right now and order those. Uh, they're they're fairly short, but they're super impactful, and they provide great tips to dramatically improve your life, both in the workplace, but also in the personal arena of your life as well. Uh, the Face of Adversity also features content written by 12 of her amazing friends, and she even so kindly invited me to contribute as well, <laughs> uh, which is super humbling. Uh, I was very happy and grateful to do that. So, um, So, Cabrina, thanks for being on the show today. This is a long time coming. Well, first, thank you for that fantastic introduction. <laughs> I, you know, I definitely remember the day that we met. And I, I think that, um, you know, when you meet someone and, and connect with them, um, you know, it, it just stays with you. And I, I think that's why, you know, I was drawn to stay connected with you over the years, man. So uh, thanks for having <laughs> me again. And thanks for that great introduction. Yeah, absolutely. So let's uh, jump in and, and uh, talk about your books first. Um, how about if we start with your first one? So how to foresee positive change in your life. I love this book. There's so many great tips in it. Why don't you give our 
listeners a little background, you know, where it came from, what it's about, and that kind of thing? Absolutely. Well, first, I, I want to thank you for uh, taking a look at my draft. And uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, a cre- I'm a creator, Brian, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm not too good at the, you know, making it, it look nice and pretty and uh, getting someone to make sure that the, the, the language flows the way it should. So thank you for <laughs> coaching me during that process. Absolutely. Uh, so the origin of the book came from a time where, you know, it was just a lot of uh, tension, um, you know, just building up in, in the country. And, and you know, and I, I noticed that the conversations I was having with the people that I care about were becoming more and more negative, right? Uh, so I, I, I needed to get it out some type of way. So you know, what I did was collect my experiences from uh, some of the interactions I had with a few of my clients. And uh, that's how the book came about. Okay, awesome. Yeah, and you lay out, so there's four C's, which uh, of course ties to the title. And you really talk about how each of these things are very impactful to to your life. Um, So the four C's, compassion, courage, confidence, and celebration. And I love this. And I, I had another guest on uh, maybe a month ago, uh, Kim Rooney, and she talks about some of this in, in her book. And uh, compassion is one that always sticks out to me because uh, absolutely, I agree with you in, you know, in the world today and, and really for a long time, um, we've needed more and more compassion, I think, uh, just between people. And, and so why don't you walk us through each of the, the four C's? Absolutely, Brian. So with compassion, you know, there's a difference between compassion and empathy, right? You know, mm-hmm. empathy, you you feel for the person, but compassion is is taking that empathy to action, right? It's yeah. it's letting that pregnant woman have your seat on the on the bus, right? It's uh, you know, taking that homeless guy out to lunch. And I think that, you know, with compassion, you you can't be a uh, a negative person and be compassionate, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think it releases some of those happy hormones and, uh, you know, it helps us make the world a better place. And uh, in my book, I, I just, you know, I, I definitely address it and, and I want you guys to take a look at it and, and uh, read it and tell me what you think about the compassion section of the book. So yeah. uh, long story short uh, with that, Brian. Yeah, I love that. And I think it really ties into the other three C's so well. And and if you can really tap into your compassion, um, it really will improve every element of your life, I think. Um, it, it is that, you know, standing up when there's a pregnant woman who, you know, needs a seat or it is that kind of thing. But it's, you know, actually on the last podcast that we just recorded earlier this week, we, we were talking about empathy. So, so this is, uh, very uh, timely, I think, of a, of a topic um, because, yeah, empathy is really being able to see someone else's life through their eyes, right? Putting yourself yes. in their shoes and being able to see that. But then that, that compassion connects you to their soul. Yeah. Um, so you see the the world through their eyes, but then you actually connect with them, and and uh, that's why I feel very passionate about compassion. I guess. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you're a compassionate person. I, I can't, you know, I'm sorry that I'm putting it back to you and, 
And I know you don't like to be put on the spot, but (laughs) I've seen you actually deliver several unconditional acts of compassion. So, uh, you know, I, I I love having you as a friend, man. So thanks for being you. Um, and I, I know how you're probably feeling right now. So I'll move on to courage. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. (laughs) So, so, you know, the, the second C of courage is, you know, and in order to be happy, you have to push through fear, right? You know, uh, uh, fear makes us anxious. It makes us uncomfortable. Uh, sometimes it stifles us. And, you know, you rarely see somebody in fear in a good mood, right? Right. <laughs> and uh, I, I just really believe that, you know, whether it's the, the courage to take on a new job or the courage to take on a new workout regimen or the courage to get on stage, and I address that in my book, uh, to to really like draw in an audience and show up as your authentic self, you need courage um, in order to to be the best version of yourself, and and that definitely correlates with being positive. So, um, you know, I'll I'll pause there and ask you if you have any additional thoughts about that. But if not, I'll just keep going, Brian. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to m- mention one thing. So I love what you said. Push through fear. So I, people always try to overcome fear and it is kind of a tricky thing because different people are afraid of different things. Yes. And I love that, that, that you accept that the fear is real and then you're taking the actions to push through that. I, I just love that vision in my head of what that looks like. So getting on stage, you know, what, taking those first steps up the, up the stairs, you know, to, yes. to get on stage and, you know, everyone is staring at you and it can be overwhelming certainly, but there's lots of different kinds of fears. So that actually taking that action to push through that, I think is really a powerful thought there. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, so, you know, the third C is uh, confidence and there are folks that, um, I'm thinking of, um, I had an interaction with a group a few days ago and, you know, Brian, I I saw a young lady, she was dimming her light. I knew she knew the answers to the questions I was asking, but she was in a room full of confident and dominant people. And she, every time I asked a question, she wanted to speak up, but then she, she immediately shrunk herself because the room was overpowering her, right? So during the break, I uh, walked up to her and I said, I know you know the answers to the questions I'm asking you, right? And she's like, yeah, I just I just don't have the confidence to just say, you know, what's on my mind in this room. And I said, well, I mean, when, when we first started this, you, you were smiling, you were happy. And then, you know, as the days started progressing, you know, you're shrinking. I see you dimming your light. You're unhappy right now. And she's like, oh yeah, that's just, you know, I just find myself doing that. So I just took that moment to share with her that confidence correlates with happiness. You know, I said, man, you know, you're smart. You're a subject matter expert with this. And what I need you to do is take a chance to have the courage to take the chance and do this. 
you know, take a deep breath. If you have to close your eyes before you say something, <laughs> you know, close your eyes, but have some power in your voice and you own the room. So the next time, you know, when we go back in, I'm going to call call you out and I want you to own your responses. So, you know, uh, Brian, you know, we went back in the room and I started the second part of the session and I called on her and her voice was soft at first. And then I saw her take her breath and uh, then she just really powered through like someone was trying to talk over her and she kept talking and you know, she landed that answer and changed it. She actually changed the thought process of what was going on at the time. And uh, when she finished, I looked at her and I could just see her beaming, right? She was just full of optimism, positivity, like that, that moment uh, really just changed how she felt. So I say all of that to say, we do need the confidence to show up as our authentic selves uh, wherever we go. And that is definitely going to impact, you know, our positivity, our happiness is going to release those uh, hormones again. And uh, yeah, I hope you don't mind me sharing that, uh, that story with you. Oh, that's, uh, that's awesome. Just think of the impact that you had on that person. I guarantee she will remember that conversation the rest of her life. You know, a lot of times it's that uncomfortable moment uh, when yes. somebody steps in and says, you know what, I'm, I'm not seeing your authentic self. Um, I'm seeing that you're dimming your light. What a great vision, you know, statement that is um, for somebody to step in and do that, that, that can completely change the trajectory of her life and, and how she interacts in future meetings and future things like that. And I think so often it really is up to the leader to look for those kind of opportunities to, you know, help people along. And well, so competence builds confidence, right? So if they don't feel that, that they're competent enough, that confidence is going to be low. So, so reinforcing the fact that she actually is competent in those things can really change how she sees herself. Right. Absolutely. Uh, So, so in one of our books, so, so we have a book called Imbar. So it's all about identity and how identity drives mindset, right? So mm. it's how you see yourself really drives how you think and feel about things, which is yes. your mindset. And your mindset drives your behavior. So think about the identity she probably had in that situation. She's seeing all these other high energy um, yes. vocal people in the room. And she felt like her identity didn't fit that scenario, right? That situation. Um, so by you stepping in and, and, and helping her to shift that a little bit, um, that affected her, her mindset and then her behavior as, as well. So, and I'm sure the class ended up being much more uh, interactive yes. and productive because of it, right? Absolutely. We had, you know, something that I always like to set the tone with each class. I say, you know, we want balance energy and leverage participation, right? We want just, and uh, she created that balance because it was definitely being dominated by all the extroverts and all the know-it-all. So yes, yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think that's that's a lesson for leaders out there that, you know, if you're leading a classroom or a group meeting, and you're noticing that it's not equal participation, it's not balanced participation mm-hmm. and balanced energy, 
calling out uh, and, and not in a bad way, but, but asking for the opinions of some of those people that are a little more reserved. Right. Yes. Um, I think that's important because often they have some really important things to share, but to jump into that energy uh, for somebody that is a little bit more of an introvert, that's, that's difficult. Um, I'm, I'm very much that way in, in group meetings. I don't yes. jump in. I wait for my moment. And then I share all the things that I've been thinking about, right? So, yes. so intentionally reaching out to those people, I think, uh, is is a great tip. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, you know, um, it, the last C is a celebration, and man, we can't have positivity in the world unless we're recognizing <laughs> uh, what's happening around us, whether that's a moment of of feeling grateful, whether it's um, you know, just sending a friend a text to say, you know, I just want to, you know, recognize how you've been showing up in my life. Uh, it's celebrating the small successes. I mean, when you celebrate and recognize uh, yourself and others, just like, you know, like in small bites along the way, man, it makes the world a beautiful place and, and it feels good. So that's the, the fourth C that ties to positivity, Brian. Yeah, I love that. Uh, we talk about um, standing ovations in Gapology. Mm. It's, it's one of our things. And and uh, I feel like anytime you can give someone a standing ovation, a, an actual physical standing ovation, <laughs> even if it's just like two or three people doing it, um, yes. that's another one of those things that can really transform somebody's life. But it, it, it can even be things like handwritten letters or just walking up someone, telling them how much you appreciate them. So it doesn't have to be uh, a monetary um, reward either it can just Absolutely. be just a, a thank you. Hey, you know, recognizing someone. I love that. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. So those are the four C's everyone. So um, again, you know, if you want to learn more about those things, pick up her book, how to foresee positive change in your life. Um, so let's uh, move on to your uh, newer book. So the face of adversity. So I, I got to tell you um, both Julianne uh, and I enjoyed your portion of the book, the section that you wrote. We really found it fascinating. Um, and you shared at one point in there that really stood out to me, how you learned how to mirror the different people that you interacted with in your life in order to best fit the audience and the situation that you're in at the time. I really love that. And I always think about that just kind of in my daily life, because I think that is an important skill to have. Did did you find that that skill helped you then in, in your leadership and in your coaching world? Absolutely. So, you know, we we are, uh, whether we want to own it or not, uh, uh, a direct product of our childhood. <laughs> and uh, I think that the, uh, you know, I had a, a challenging uh, childhood. I had to, you know, uh, face a lot of uh, adversity and, uh, you know, being able to shift and adjust uh, in, early in my life actually taught me how to be uh, a situational leader, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, as an adult and as a coach, I I think that I've done a good job of not taking things personally. Uh, but, you know, that, that's because I, I think I know that people show up in the world in different ways that may make you uncomfortable, but they're really indirectly trying to tell you a story that you really need to ask more questions to hear, right? Mm -hmm. So um, the, in the coaching world, absolutely, uh, that's helped me because, 
you know, my clients tell me that I show up for them. Like I see them, I listen to them. Um, and, and, you know, that's really important and it's important to me as well. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, showing up for other people and seeing it again, we're kind of back to empathy and, and, uh, compassion, yes. but seeing it through their eyes, I, I think that's part of shifting how you present things, you know, so that they best hear it. Um, yes. And that is a situational leadership thing as well, right? So, you know, delivering the message in the way that they'll best absorb it, hear it, and take action from it. Um, I love that. And as I was reading that section, that d- is what stood out to me, that that <laughs> how you can do that, how you can kind of shift that. Because that's that's not a skill that a lot of <laughs> leaders have. Some are like, this is, it's my way or the highway, you know? So right, that's being true. able to go, okay, so this person's seeing the world this way. How can I present it in a way that they'll best hear and 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 absorb it? Absolutely, Brian. Uh, and 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 I, I want to thank both you and your wife slash business partner for <laughs> helping us edit that book as well. Uh, you know, to the listeners out there, again, I I can if you want me to write something and and you want it to feel good or or you want the message to land, I can do that. But uh, Brian. And his uh, his partner slash wife, because she is a business partner, man, they they really brought that book to life. So I, I just <laughs> want to take a moment to thank you both of oh, you well, for that. You, yeah, you're you're definitely welcome. And she loves the book. I mean, she loves you, and she's never met you. Um, so when you know when I told <laughs> we have her to make be, that happen. One day, I know, right? I know. We need to come out there or something. Um, yes. But yeah, when she heard you were going to be on the show, she was really excited. So. So why don't you share uh, with our listeners um, how you came up with this idea? Because I thought the idea of the book was genius, where, you know, you write a section and then you, you know, allow some of your um, contacts, colleagues, friends to write a chapter as well, and how it all ties under the one um, element of adversity. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, Brian, I'm I'm fortunate to know... um, people on many levels. uh, And what I mean by many levels is, um, you know, I know folks on welfare and I know millionaires, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, what what came about, um, I'm just like, I'm trying not to like cry, Brian, because I'm thinking about a situation that I had with uh, someone who um, contributed to the book. Um, so I met a young lady who uh, is an entrepreneur, and uh, she always wanted to write a book, right? And uh, you know, she was just like, I, you know, I, 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 I don't even know where to start. I've been asking people, you know, they're trying to charge me crazy prices. You know, here I am trying to drive my business, and I said, well, what would your story be? So she told me the story, right? And I I was thinking about that. And I was thinking like, wow, how can I help her, right? How can I help her? And I was uh, actually um, writing uh, The Face of Adversity. And then I I was thinking about how could I, um, how could I also show different versions of adversity, right? When she was telling me her story. So then I, you know, I started thinking about the other uh, connections and friendships and, uh, you know, ex-co-workers that I know. And, I, you know, I reached out to them and shared, shared, hey, I'm writing a book. 
you all have compelling stories that I think would resonate with other people. And I don't want people to just see my story. I want to see I want them to see different ways to overcome adversity, right? So uh, that's how they came about. So we addressed, you know, there's someone's a breast cancer survivor, right? Um, you know, we, we, we have just so many stories and, and uh, guys, you have to, uh, you have to read it and, and, and take in each chapter and uh, please uh, send Brian or myself a note and uh, let me know if one of those stories uh, touched you. Yeah. And there's so many good ones. And, you know, I'm thinking back on um, a few of them. So there's the one gentleman who wrote about the suits where he, you know, helps people who can't afford suits for different occasions. You know, I love that. That was fantastic. And, but I I just want to, I didn't mean to jump in with that. So with PK Kersey, who, uh, you know, the suit guy, um, he, right after that book, he ended up in Gail King's closet. Ah. Uh, yes, she had him really? come over to her apartment in New York and uh, she had him go into her son's room and pick out some suits, you know, wow. for, for his kids. So that's uh, awesome. He, he is doing phenomenal right now. Yeah. I mean, he's been on talk shows. He's been on Steve Harvey show. He's he's just doing a, a really good job just giving one suit at a time, changing the world one suit at a time, man. Oh, I just yeah. thought I, I, I shared that with you. Yeah, no, I love that. Steve Harvey is like one of my all-time favorites. So <laughs> is, um, we always uh, tune in the family feud and he just, he kills me. <laughs> a, and he's known for his suits, right? He always looks great. Yes, he and, is. Uh, so that's really cool that they connected. I, I think that's awesome. Yes. Cool. Um, so one other thing I wanted to mention in the book. So at the end of the book, you've got a section there with the, um, some quotes that you yes. put in there. And I especially love the one from Nelson Mandela that says, it always seems impossible until it's done. Yes. <laughs> and and yes. I thought about that. I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's so true. <laughs> Even just putting a book together. Yes. So, you know, um, and, and Mark Tinas and I have put together a few books and at the beginning, it's like, oh man, and, you know, and Mark's always like, oh, we need a book on that. Oh, we need another book. Yes. And I'm like, oh man, another book. It's such a big so endeavor um, that it does feel impossible a lot of times, but then you blink and it's, and it's done. It's out there and you're holding it in your hand. It's just crazy. Yes. Yes, indeed. I, um, I wanted to share with you, you know, you brought that up with the quote. Um, I have a, a pen that has no ink, right? Ah. And I keep this pink pen because for years I wanted to write a book. And, uh, you know, that, that's why this quote resonated with me. I wanted to write a book, but I, I was just getting in my own way. Like, where do I start? What do I do? Um, of course, it's that author's, like, fear of, like, are people going to like it? And a very close friend gave me this pen and uh, a journal, and she uh, she added a note, and it said, said, write that book one page at a time. Yeah. So I started doing that until I ran out of ink, man, and then I was almost done. So wow, yes, and you still hold on to it. it with you. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, wow. I would have that framed, and that'd be on my wall. That's you know? a good idea. That That's is really, really cool. <laughs> um, that just shows the the work that you put into it. Um, yes, and it is. You know, and I would say, you know, there's been several people over year over the years that 
I absolutely think they need to write a book. Yes. And, and I don't know if they think it's too daunting or if they maybe just don't want to do it. But, but like my old boss at the last company I was at, man, he absolutely should write a book. He, he would get up in every meeting and he'd tell all these hilarious stories about <laughs> growing up and, and that kind of thing. He's from Boston and he would just share all these stories and, and they're just fantastic. And I'm like, dude, this needs to be like a, a TV show or, but you need to write a book. And, and he's a super smart one of the smartest guys I've ever met wow. um, absolutely could write one. So I, I think it is uh, kind of a daunting thing, certainly for people. Uh, yes. But I love that one page at a time, just one word at a time, just go, just, absolutely. just start getting it down. Um, I always like to say, you know, just start with just your thoughts. It, it doesn't even yes. have to be in order. Just get it all, at least those thoughts down that can create an outline for you. Um, then to kind of work, you know, toward the, the finished product. That's a good, that's a, that actually, it's a good idea. Like you're, you're helping make the impossible possible. Just, you know, like, okay, I, I step one, I just, I, I wrote a, a thought down. Okay. And then it actually releases, I'm always talking about happy hormones, but it does, it releases a hormone like, okay, something was done, <laughs> right? Okay. Let's do something else. Like, yeah. Uh, yep. Thanks for bringing up that quote that yeah. of course, obviously is one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. No, that one's fantastic. Um, okay. So, so let's shift just a, a little bit here. Let's, I, I want to know more about your coaching business. So she, you know, Cabrina goes by coach Cabrina McLean. Um, and I love that. That's just like your identity that we talked about, right? <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about your coaching business? What kind of things do you specialize in and that type of thing? Absolutely. So, uh, you know, first, most of my clients are, um, it's different sectors, but they're medium to large businesses. And uh, for the most part, I have a, a lot of government contracts and a lot of private businesses that have uh, 50 or more uh, employees. Uh, my uh, targeted audience, uh, they're leaders who lead leaders. So they're usually senior executives or directors and, you know, I, I, I sit down with, uh, you know, each client, I learn their mission, their vision, their competencies. And, you know, what makes me different than a lot of executive coaches is I create content based on <laughs> their core principles, their competencies, you know, their vision. And, um, you know, I have anything between, you know, a minimum three sessions between three and, and 10 sessions uh, with my clients. And uh, some I have, I, I facilitate to every year, like the IRS, I, I facilitate to them in the spring and the fall uh, leadership classes. And those leadership classes connect to their engagement scores, um, you know, the, the common uh, performance gaps in their uh, and leadership gaps in their uh, reviews. Um, I really love working with them. So in a nutshell, that's pretty much what I do, Brian. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that, that's really interesting. So the um, connecting with their mission, their purpose, I think that's critical for a coach to be able to do. Um, in fact, I just had a conversation about this just this past week um, with another gentleman. We were talking about um, coaching and and uh, programs and that kind of thing. And 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 I was talking about that that that's one of the most important pieces. 
um, is, is understanding their business, understanding their world, so that again you can adjust your uh, yes. product or your you know your teachings uh, to fit their needs. So again, Absolutely. back to the the stuff that we were talking about earlier, right? So it is really a critical piece that um, often I think leaders don't always consider. Yeah, e- even in our podcast. So we started this podcast really describing our books and our methods and that kind of thing. And this year we, we shifted a little bit as far as our topics. So we wanted to start to take Gapology, Imbar, Speed of Purpose, our three books, and position it in a way where it starts to solve real world problems or issues mm-hmm. or things that, that leaders struggle with on a day-to-day basis. So, so we started to just kind of shift the the narrative around our um, products to fit the needs that we're really seeing out there and hearing from, you know, our, our clients and, and people that contact us. So, um, so I like that you do that. I think that's really an important piece. Awesome. Thank you. And, you know, believe me, it's, I had to find myself, um, you know, uh, I'm thinking about you saying like, you know, I do use my name as part of my identity, uh, but I had to reinvent myself several times to find, you know, my audience and how I could show up as the best version of myself. And uh, this is where it landed. I mean, at one time I thought I was going to be a life coach and I realized that, you know, knowing people's personal business is not my thing. (laughs) 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 You know, I, I uh, shifted to coaching executives one-on-one and, um, you know, then I realized, you know, Brian, as you know, you know, I'm into many projects. I have multiple jobs. I'm just one of those type of people, right? <laughs> yeah. And I thought I'm going to kill myself if I'm working one-on-one, you know, with people like this. So uh, that's when I started thinking, uh, how can I uh, collectively handle groups of executives um, to give them um, what they need and show up as the best version of myself. Yeah. I, I like that you identified the things that you're really good at and then yes. kind of funneled that effort toward um, those things. I have to. And uh, something I can't even believe I'm sharing this with you because this was a fear uh, that I've recently overcome. So um, I, I don't know if you know this, but I, uh, I dangle in the art world. Like I like uh, uh-huh. paintings and I like, uh, I started selling my artwork, man. And nice. uh, yeah. And uh, you know, we'll see, I, you know, someone's like, you know, Cabrina, you need another website for your art, but you know, <laughs> I, I think I'm going to, I think I'm actually going to do that. So that's my, my next thing I'm working on. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't seen it. I'll have to go in and check <laughs> that out. That's, that's great. Um, yeah, you are definitely multi-talented for sure. So that's because I'm I'm surrounded around people like you. I I think uh, so. You know, to anyone listening, I don't think I think what we're both guilty of is we don't take compliments well. Because as soon as we compliment each other, there's like an awkward <laughs> pause, and then uh, we keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why that is. I I've always been that way. I, I just I, I just want to give, I, and, and receiving is always sometimes difficult. So yes, it um, is. but I, I do appreciate that. So. Um, so w- why don't we uh, kind of close it out? Why don't you share where listeners can find you, um, yes. where they can buy your artwork and, and your books and everything else? 
Awesome. So, um, you know, you can definitely find me on the LinkedIn under Coach Cabrina, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, my website is coachcabrinamclean.com. Um, and then all my contact information is on the website. And uh, right now I'm selling my artwork on redbubble.com, but, uh, you know, I, I I am going to start uploading it to Etsy and uh, cool. I am going to create a website for it soon. That's great. That's great. I'll be looking for, <laughs> forward to that for sure. That's so, awesome. Well, Cabrina, this was really uh, enjoyable for me. I, I'm so glad that you were able to get on the show finally. And I appreciate you being on. This is, this is great. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, it was great being here, Brian. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. We'll talk to you later. All right, cool. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye. All right, that'll do it from here. For more information on Gapology, Imbar, or Speed of Purpose, head on over to our website, gapology.org. Everyone have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a Gapology production. Visit us at gapology.org.